This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in everybody to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni and joining me once again is Sonny Ship. Sonny, how are you doing this morning? Great, man. Great. Way to get uh, nice to get off a, a Monday morning with uh, talking about an LSU loss on Saturday, huh? They they also beat Florida, you know, with, that, that did happen this week, Sonny. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> God, That's all that matters. What have you done for me lately? So um, we have plenty to talk about, obviously, Florida, Arkansas. We'll look ahead a little bit as well now that LSU goes into this really tough road stretch of Alabama and Tennessee moving forward. But first, um, I think we could just touch on the Florida game and then touch on Arkansas and then kind of go big, big picture from there. So starting with Florida, LSU defeats Florida uh, 64 to 58 on the road. And Darius Days plays great, 20 points, 9 of 14 shooting. Uh, Eric Gaines uh, is full-time point guard here with uh, Xavier Pinson out. And he has a really, really good game with 15 points on 410 shooting. And everybody else kind of plays their role defensively. They lock uh, Florida down, even though they commit a ton of fouls. Uh, the total foul count was um, 21 for LSU, and it resulted in Tari Easton fouling out in seven minutes and uh, Efton Reed uh, fouling out in 12 minutes. So you had those two guys basically combined for 19 minutes, and LSU still found a way to win on the road. Um, that was a re- very, very impressive win to me uh, on Wednesday, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, without question. You know, and, and I think the biggest thing is that, you know, you mentioned and Xavier Pinson wasn't there, uh, you know, so you had guys that kind of just stepped up and, and filled a role. Um, I would have thought that they would have needed, um, you know, if you would have told me that Taris and fouled out after playing seven minutes Efton Reed would only play 12 minutes and Wani Wilkinson would only score three points at Florida. I would tell you that there's no way they go in there and they win that game. And so, you know, for them to, uh, for them to, to overcome all of that and still go in there and to get that win to overcome those obstacles really had you feeling pretty good um about their chances of okay once they get Xavier Pinson back because you saw Sharif O'Neal give you some PT yes. at Florida and he and Justin Williams emerging off the bench is kind of like those missing pieces that I was really worried about at the beginning of the season after Adam Miller went down and uh and so there was a lot of optimism after that game you know never getting a road win in the SEC especially in the O'Connell Center is uh, is is never easy regardless of of what type of team Florida has, but just given all of those obstacles and all of those circumstances, you know, I wouldn't have thought that Alex Fudge would have played 19 minutes um, at Florida. I wouldn't have thought that Sharif O'Neal would have given you 13 minutes in his first go. And so there was a lot that that team had to overcome to, uh, you know, to beat Florida that I think by them overcoming all of that 
probably gave them a little too much confidence going into that Saturday game against Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about the, the Florida game on my side is I was the most shocked that they won also because, I mean, without Xavier Pinson, like you said, but Florida is one of the most experienced teams in the country, like just across the country, Castleton, Daruji, go down the list. They have a bunch of seniors and grad seniors, and I, I still think they're a top seven team in the conference, top seven, eight team in the conference. I mean, they've hung with Bama. They've played some decent games. And for LSU to roll out lineups where they didn't have really any of their best players, I mean, you know, you had lineups like Gaines, Murray, Wilkinson, Sharif, and Fudge at times, like when Darius was out. But to, to find a way to win, you could tell it meant a lot to the team. And I think it should have meant a lot to the team because I, it's a, that's a great win. That's a great win. You don't you don't just stumble upon wins like that. That's an exceptional win from this team that shows their toughness and uh, kind of grittiness to, to find a way. And that, that gives me hope for games moving forward on the road because it's not going to be easy, uh, as we know. So let's talk about the Arkansas game, though. That's why everyone's before here. We go, before we move over to Ark, Arkansas, though, I, I just want to—I uh, just want to stress one thing too that you said is that the win, that win over Florida. I think LSU fans kind of gloss over that right now because they don't think Florida is that good of a team. But I'm with you 100. percent That team that that team that LSU beat 64 to 58 without all, all those missing pieces will be a lot better at the end of this season because of all that experience that they have. Mike White is a good coach. And so while LSU fans, you know, and, and, and even and even some of us to an extent kind of glossed over that and said, okay, well, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a good win. It's not a great win. I think by the end of the season, by the time you start looking at tournament resumes, that that's going to be a very good win. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Ken Palm has Florida's a top 50 offense and defense has them number 37 overall. I mean, their losses have been to Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. So three of the better teams in the SEC, and they just beat South Carolina. So we'll see how they do the rest of the way. But no, that Florida team is, like I said, a top half team in the SEC, in my opinion. So we'll see if they they get it rolling. Arkansas, though, the reason everyone's here to talk about Arkansas, to add flame to the fire, that is uh, happening in the PMAC right now, according to everybody. LSU loses to Arkansas 65 to 58, getting outscored 17 to 2 over the last set, seven minutes. Um, LSU only scores two points in the last nine minutes, has six turnovers in the last nine minutes. And it looks like a game where LSU had it in hand before that run, before that drought, and just nothing just everything goes goes to hell pretty much in the last nine minutes of the game the offense stalls out I mean to me if you ask from my personal opinion I think Eric Gaines just had too much on his plate he didn't get any help from any starters Darius Days and Wani Wilkinson Efton Reed Brandon Murray none of them played well and when Eric Gaines has as many points as those other four guys I named combined you're not going to win those games. And Eric Gaines, I thought, played fine. He was a little out of control at times, yes. But 37 minutes, he did about as much as I can ask him to do when nobody else is helping him. If anybody else would have given him some help, they probably would have won this game. But then you look at the bench. Alex Fudge played his best game of his career. Um, Tari Easton had 13 points in 26 minutes. Not enough, in my opinion, but still uh, was there. And then Sharif and Justice came in and pitched in some minutes as well. So... Um, 
a, a bad loss, but a loss against an Arkansas team that similar to, to Florida, I think is another top half, top seven, top eight team in the conference, despite their starting off slow. Yeah, it's another tournament team. You know, I think the thing that you got to be frustrated about is that I don't care who you play. If you only score, um, if you only score two minutes over the final nine minutes of a game, two points over the final nine minutes of a game, you don't deserve to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, LSU had a fifty-six forty-eight lead with nine oh one left off after uh, Tari Eason um, had that big dunk. Yep. And then Arkansas seventeen-two run over the final seven minutes. I mean, that's insane. You know, that is, that, that is insane to close a game out like that. And I don't know if Xavier Pinson – I don't know if Xavier Pinson is this guy. I always kind of thought that Darius Days would be the, uh, the guy who rallies the troops. Mm-hmm. And, and this, was a, this was a game right here to where someone needed to rally the troops. Someone needed to get everyone back under control. Someone needed to stress the, you know, stress the little things. Someone just needed to step up as a leader. And I don't think – and no one stepped up. No one stepped up for LSU. And, um, you know, I, I granted I thought that Will Wade could have done some things differently. He could have used his timeouts better. He could have, um, you know, he had commented on, on some substitute, some substituting that he feels that he could have done better. But I think even in that game, I think Will Wade was even a little shell-shocked. I think Will Wade, for the first time this season, I kind of got the sense that, that, that he didn't have an answer to what was going on on the floor. And granted, you know, coaches can only do so much, but I just got the overall general feeling in the final nine minutes of that game that no one looking at on the players on the floor, you know, the coaches, no one had an answer of how to, you know, of how to snap out of the funk that they were in. Yeah, I, I could, uh, Wade talked about a little bit after the game, you know, he'll look back on it and he'll, he'll see what he could have done better. Um, to me, it's just the complete inability of this team to, to score the basketball. I think Xavier Pinson, I think he is a little bit of a leader on that. And if nothing else, he's the point guard, right? So to where he has a lot more control of the game and he can kind of calm everybody down just with the ball in his hands at times. And sure, he's not a perfect player, but I think he is better than than Gaines. Um, and I'm not saying Gaines couldn't have been on the floor. They could have had that one-two lineup where they're both on the floor, but just Murray, I'm sorry, Pinson with the ball in his hands, I have a lot more trust in late in games. I think we've seen that at times this year where they've been able to pull out games with Pinson late where he makes a play or two. Um, he's also a really good defender. I think his activity on the ball is, is, was, was missed at times as well. So Pinson not being there is the biggest thing for me because I think with him, I think they win this game, if nothing else, because I think they can score the ball as well. He does. He, he has improved his three-point shot. In the, in the last half of the season. I mean, he's become a reliable three-point shooter. He's been able to get to the rim. I think I think Pinson really helps his team if they, if they have him. But they didn't, and it's still a game they should have won, right? Um, J.D. Note for Arkansas goes off for 19 points. He A lot of those in the second half, a lot of those in, those, in that run to close the game, uh, including a deep three that you just kind of throw your hands up, you're like, tip your cap to him. And... Once Arkansas got going, LSU just didn't have anything to counter them. And I, I look at Darius Days pretty specifically in this game. I, I think Tari Eason maybe a little bit too, but um, Darius Days really going one for eight, 
0 of 3 from 3, fouling out. He was awful. I gave him an F in the player report card, and it felt appropriate because you can't have your senior, your reliable, probably your most reliable, I mean, outside Atari, your most reliable scorer, score three points at home against Arkansas. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you uh, completely. And, uh, you know, and, and like I said, when I was, you know, kind of kind of giving my thoughts on the game, I thought that, you know, I thought that that just the, the guys on the floor and even Will Wade was just looking for someone to step up. OK, it's like, OK, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Because someone, you know, someone has seemingly stepped up at all t- at all points during, you know, whatever, you know, whatever issues, whatever obstacles that they faced this year, minus Auburn. But in this kind of, you know, this kind of had the same feel to it. This game down the stretch, those final nine minutes. And if you go back to the first nine minutes of that Auburn game, they kind of mirrored one another in a way as far as the the lack of scoring and the inability of someone to just, okay, we need a basket. Who's it going to be? Well, it wasn't Darius Days. Then, like you mentioned, he fouled out. And, you know, Jason Williams, the uh, the big 6'10", yes. I mean, he, he kind of does it all for Arkansas. You know, his ability to – his ability to draw the charges, I think he drew – uh, four charges yeah. uh, was the last call that I heard from the uh, from the announcers on TV, and so you know for him to he kind of took he kind of took play took players out of the game with uh, with getting them second guessing on you know whether or not he was going to draw the charge whether or not they had to pull up whether or not you know regardless of what they were doing. And I thought that he really played a big game, especially with that three that he hit. Because after J.D. Note hit that three that I think put Arkansas up by two, and then they came back down the floor, and then Williams just hit that three from the top of the key that made it five. And then you were just like, okay, this is just not going to be – this is not going to end well. Yeah. No, but <laughs> You yeah, kind of got he, that feeling. Exactly. And I think after the game, Wade said he was 3-19 of 19 on the season. It was a busted switch, to be fair, but he – you know, he's not – their three-point shooter by any means, and he comes out and he hits that one. It's kind of a dagger play where you just you live with it's that. It's not be like Efton Reed hitting one. Exactly, exactly. You know, Efton will take them. He's not the guy that you want taking those shots. Exactly. But when he, you know, especially when he kisses one off the glass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, we'll let you have that shot. But when he hits it, it's like, yeah, that was not a good call. <laughs> yeah. Um. I- I don't have too much else in this game. I mean, LSU turned them over 19 times. I still think the defense is amazing. I think the defense is fine. It's still number one in the country. Uh, it's obviously just the offense at this point. And Brandon Murray fouled out. That's another thing. I didn't even mention this. Brandon Murray fouls out. He played 20 minutes, but he was in no rhythm at all. Had three no. turnovers, was 0 of 3 from 3 at two points and, and fouled out. And if Brandon and it Murray, was another one of, And it was another one of those stupid plays, too, to where he had three fouls. He comes in, he's on the court for like five seconds, and he picks up his fourth foul. Yeah. And it was a hustle play. It was an aggressive play, but it wasn't a smart play. Yeah. And he, you know, and- he's trying to draw the charge. He's trying to draw a charge moving laterally with the guy who's got some ball handling and who's also got some quickness and some speed. 
Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that, you know, and so that to me, that was just kind of a microcosm of kind of how the day went, not only for Murray, but also for Darius days, you know, and you just wasn't, you just didn't really have anybody that really, um, you know, picked up the slack for that, not only for those two being off and credit Eric Gaines, man, that dude played a phenomenal game. I mean, I, you know, I can, I can imagine that shade probably doesn't have a voice this morning. He was screaming so much for uh for gains inside the PMAC. But you know, 14 points, four assists, four steals. I think he had five or six boards. And the last time that I'd looked at it, he had only had like uh two turnovers. I don't yeah. I'm sure he finished with more than that, but you know, he played, you know, he played a relatively uh I think he played his best game as a tiger, you know, his most complete game too. Yes, I mean, especially one where they needed him that well. I mean, the, right. the Florida game and this game, back-to-back games where he really produced. But like I said, you, you don't want to have to put him in these positions where he's having to play, like, spectacular. He's having to do everything for you at this point. Uh, you you need Pinson to kind of take, you know, take control of this team and let Gaines do what he does off the bench where he just kind of right. jumps on teams to a degree. Uh, how how concerned are you with with fouling moving forward? Oh man, I mean, you know, they're just not they're 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 not I don't I, I'm trying to watch what I say here because I, I don't want to say that they're that they're making dumb fouls, but there are very few smart fouls, you know, that that you can make. Yeah, they, <laughs> and, they, and, and and especially like in the sense that you know, it's like the guys who picking up a third foul, it seems like it it seems like it doesn't have the effect on their style of play, like maybe it should. You know, LSU's an aggressive team. They're very good defensively. They have to take chances. I get that with being a good defense. You know, you don't become a very good defense by just being, you know, playing conservative and letting somebody dribble up the court with ease and just fire off shots. I totally get that. But if one piece of the five has three fouls, that one piece can play a little less aggressive and the other four can play. Yeah. can can continue to be as aggressive but what i see with lsu is when they pick up that third foul you know there's the little light doesn't go off in their head that says okay this is my third you know and i it, and it seems that it seems that that's a that's a disconnect that we don't see that their style of play doesn't change and you know I, i'm not saying that their style of play has to go from you know from north south you know do a 180 but you just have to play smarter. When you pick up that third foul, you just get back on the floor. You got to have in the back of your mind, I can't pick up that fourth. Yeah, that, that that's my question. Especially is, when you're shorthanded. Yeah, you know? that, that is a thing. That's my question is they've practiced, they've, they've drilled, they've done everything to play this style to be a great defense, and it's worked. You know, they've, they're the number one defense in the country, they're number one in steals, all this stuff. I just I don't I don't know what it looks like if Brandon Murray comes on the court and's like, all right, I'm not going to go for this deal or I'm not going to try to take this charge. But I agree with you, right? From a basketball perspective, I'm the state. If I'm a coach and Brandon Murray's out there reaching with three fouls, I'm like, what are you doing? I I'm just curious, and I don't know the answer to this. It's like, are they just so hardwired right now that this is how we play? This is what we do. We get steals. We, we go hundred miles per hour and we make other teams uncomfortable, which they did to Arkansas. Um, I thought Arkansas played a great game, by the way, just, they were very, very controlled, calculated, but um, regardless, it's like, what does that look like if Brandon Murray goes out there and doesn't like, kind of like 
a guy drives and he doesn't try to steal or he doesn't try to take a charge. He just kind of lets him score. Like what is, you know, I, I don't know if that's received as well from, from his teammates or his coach and stuff like that. It's, it's an interesting dynamic to me yeah. because they've been so entrenched in this style that it's like, I I'm just going to go for it. You got to go yeah. for it. So um, I think a little bit is also uh Will Wade kind of cheeky said this in his, in his press conference uh, last week, but he was like, they can't call all of them. Well, they're, they're coming damn close to calling all of them at this point. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is coming to hurt them. And especially without Pinson, I will say though, the depth of this team has been encouraging with O'Neal and Williams just being the ninth and 10th to where, I trust them a lot more. So we'll see if that maybe gives them a little bit of help down the stretch. But yeah, the, the fouling yeah. is going to be a really interesting storyline to watch because if they're averaging 20 plus fouls a game, not only is that free throws, but that's minutes where your starters are out. So yeah, we'll see. My answer to a question that you had about Brandon Murray, you know, what does LSU look like with Brandon Murray out there, you know, playing um, a little less aggressive with three and four fouls? Yeah. You know, um, my answer to that question, and I'm not being a smart ass when I say this, but my answer is it would be a hell of a lot better than having him sitting on the bench with five, four and five fouls. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree, especially because of it. And I think that there. and I think that mindset and and. and I'm not as concerned. I'm not as concerned about players doing that, you know, playing, not taking the fouls in consideration when you have a full roster. Yes. When you have Xavier Pinson, if you have Xavier Pinson out there, Murray fouls out, you're probably like, okay, you know what? He was hustle plays, you know, uh, you know, now we'll go with games. But you don't have that, you know, if you don't have that option, I just think, you know, you have to – you have to kind of tailor your game plan, your mindset to the current situation. Yeah. You know, and, and so having Murray on the floor, not, not as aggressive on defense, but having Murray on the floor to give you even, you know, to give you even that little um, outside threat that he has, I think, because, you know, you take him out of the equation, who do you have? You know, Justice Williams is not a guy that has shown that he can pull up you know, from the arc. Um, and, and so I just think in that situation, given the the roster that you had to work with that day, that, you know, that, that, that would be my, uh, my response to, to that question, you know, going forward, what do you see? What do you see as the biggest thing? Cause like you had mentioned in the intro, big week coming here, you've got Alabama. Um, I, I think you have to, uh, don't you have the road trip to Tennessee? Tennessee um, yeah. Alabama yeah, and Tennessee and, on the road. What's saying? It sounds weird to say that. That's why I second guessed myself because it was like, okay, wait, didn't they just play Tennessee? You don't yeah. normally see team a, a rematch after just four games. You know, after no, I'm sorry, with just three games in between no. the first time that that they previously played, and so that's what had me second guess. But yeah, going into Coleman Coliseum and having to uh, turn around, they'll leave Tuscaloosa and they'll probably go straight to uh, straight to Tennessee for that game on Saturday. But a uh, tough stretch here. What do you what do what do you see as the biggest thing that they need to, aside from getting you know from from hopefully getting Xavier Pinson back on the floor, what do you see as the biggest thing that they need to do better to make that a successful road trip? And then also, what would you label a successful road trip? So looking at Alabama and Tennessee, both are top twenty teams 
on, it's on the road. It's obviously going to be tough environments. Uh, they are expected to have Xavier Pinson back just from what I've heard. And I expect Will Wade will say that whenever we meet with him uh, tomorrow or today, whenever we meet with him and going from there, I think that the depth of this team is going to help them out a lot in that respect. Uh, one player that we didn't talk a ton about was Alex Fudge. And I think he can be a real piece for this team, especially in these road type of games where his defense and his versatility can, can open things up. I want to say for, for this defense to be a little longer, better rebounding because defensive rebounding has been a concern for them to this point as well. Uh, they allow 13 offensive rebounds to Arkansas. So uh, it's not good against Arkansas. Yeah, so getting that under control, I think Fudge will help with that. Um, I think a successful road trip is one and one. I think you get yeah. a split. Um, obviously you don't want to lose both. If they did lose both, you know, you're three and four in this, that seven game stretch that I previewed. Remember when I went and talked about it before the, before the conference season, I was like, I expect them to go probably four and three, give or take a game either way. Obviously you would have loved to beat Arkansas, but you didn't. So now here you are to where Alabama and Tennessee become, you want to win, you want to win one of them. And I think, I watched Alabama give Auburn hell at Auburn, and I'm just like, that Alabama game is tough. Um, that Alabama game is going to be very, very difficult. Um, I think Tennessee is probably the more winnable one just because I think Alabama is better than Tennessee, in my, even though they're less consistent. But for, from a LSU standpoint, LSU, LSU perspective, I think the main thing is the turnovers on the road. You can't turn the ball over. 15 plus times against Alabama I don't think and Tennessee we saw what they did to Tennessee they handled them at home but Tennessee is another team where they play better at home they're kind of like an LSU in a in a sense where they're going to be playing better at home because they are they're not as you know loaded with NBA talent like a Kentucky or even an Alabama so I'm, I'm looking at turnovers uh, I think fouls is going to be a thing to watch but I Turnovers and defensive rebounding for me is going to be the, the key. And then, as always, three-point shooting because we've seen this team, when they shoot well, they're going to be almost impossible to beat. But when they don't shoot well, they shot, shot five and 19 against Arkansas. They're not going to win many games because they're just going to – they're trying to hold on with their defense, but it's only so much your defense can do when you score 58 points. Yeah. One of my keys, you know, when I did my deep dive um, preview for the Arkansas game – one of my three keys was that I felt LSU had to outrun the Hogs, mm -hmm. and I don't think that they did. Um, obviously, you know, we saw Will Wade just blow up on the sideline when Arkansas beat LSU back, but Arkansas beat LSU back a few times in that game, several times, um, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, I thought that that, was, that that was something that LSU really needed to do, even with Pinson out. I just felt like that was kind of, you know, one of those things you have to circle and say, okay, if LSU wins this, it's going to be because they did this. Yeah. And saying that, going on the road right here, uh, with the offensive struggles that LSU had at Auburn, with the offensive struggles that they had on Saturday, I think against Alabama, it is absolutely paramount that they come out and that they push the ball to try to get some easy buckets. Try to get some easy buckets. Try to get some scoring. Just look up and see some points on the scoreboard. I think that that's going to give them, you know, that that's going to kind of get that motor going a little bit. And, um, you know, like you had mentioned, you got to be got to be able to score. Got to be able to hit some outside shots. Got to be able to hit some threes. But have to really come out 
And, uh, you know, when LSU played Alabama last year, Alabama beat them bad twice. They had a very, you know, they've had a very good game in the SEC tournament. I think it was a two, four point game. Very, you know, LSU was in it until the very end. But in the two regular season games, it wasn't even close, Um, you know, and, and so I, you know, granted there's only a few player LSU players left over from that team, Darius days, um, Eric Gaines, you know, very, very minimal. Alabama had a lot of turnover too. Yes. What's that? Yeah. Bama. Yeah. Bama. But my whole point is that going to Tuscaloosa, it's like, okay, we remember the last time we came here. We remember what happened last year when we played these guys, we got to get some points. We got to get on the board quick. We got to get on the board early. And I think that that's going to be big, not only for this LSU team to kind of put what happened against Arkansas down the stretch behind them, but also going into this, you know, playing Alabama at Alabama too. And, um, you know, if they can, if they can do that, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a good game. But if you see the offense struggling as much as it did down the stretch against Arkansas, then it could be, it, it, it could get ugly like it did last year when LSU played Alabama, you know, because I think Alabama, while, while their rankings aren't what, you know, aren't what, I guess what they were last year and especially yeah. down the stretch of last season, this is still a very good Alabama team. Yeah, number number ten in offense, according to Ken Palm, they're down to fifty third in defense. But and they are very inconsistent. They've lost now three in a row um, to this point. But they they are very extremely potent. They shoot a lot of threes. It could be a game where you know they just get hot. But um, I I think a split because I think LSU is better than both these teams. I think Alabama is a better than Alabama. I'm sorry. I think LSU is better than Alabama. I think LSU is better than Tennessee. Just you know, on a neutral court, head to head, I think they're better. But playing on the road, as we know, changes things. And we haven't seen when we've seen LSU beat Florida, but that was a very weird and unique game on the road. And then we have the Auburn game as our other, you know, point of 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 demarcation so we'll see uh which alabama uh, lsu shows up i i don't have anything else moving forward um i will say man the 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 explosion i was not expecting after the arkansas loss just the the implosion of of uh of frustration because i i still want to i want to get across i think this team is playing about as well as you can expect lsu to play at this point would you agree with that sonny yeah, when you when you say an implosion, what do you mean? Or I mean explosion? just the, the kind of frustration I feel like because even the players were, were. I'm not saying the players shouldn't be frustrated. Are you talking players, about like on the fan side, or are you talking about a, like with Will Wade, everybody the player side? I don't know. I I felt like some media were were upset, fan side were upset. Um, I I understand it's not a good loss to when you give up a 17 to to run to close a game, and it's definitely a game they should have won. But I feel like this team. After beating Kentucky, after beating Tennessee, after beating Florida, they still haven't earned any any leeway in that in that respect. We're still expecting them to be perfect. Well, I think people. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It is kind of perplexing that, um, and, and maybe I just haven't. Maybe I just haven't recognized it as much as you have. Um, but yeah, I you know anyone anyone who thought that LSU was just going to go in and just wipe the floor up with Arkansas, you know, haven't you know it was going to be in, 
you know, an easy victory or, or, or anything like that was probably setting themselves up for disaster, um, you know, before the game even started. And I'm not saying that you were even kind of thinking like along that mindset, but I think that, you know, I, I think that fans, you know, what they saw, they said, Oh, well, wow. LSU went and did this to Florida on the road in their yeah. place without Xavier Pinson. Yeah. Oh, surely they're going to beat Arkansas, a team that doesn't have its head coach, um, a team that, you know, had, you know, was, was coming off of, um, you know, hadn't been, hadn't been playing great down the straight, you know, in the, in the last few games that they had been playing. And so I think most just kind of looked at this, okay, this is a game that LSU should win, uh, you know, should win and, and not even say, uh, you know, not comfortably, but just, I don't think there was much fear that Arkansas was going to beat LSU like they did. And so I think that probably caught fans a little by surprise. I think some fans and some media probably got caught up in the hype of after yeah. the Florida game of like, wow, this team is like really, you know, then you had Jerry Palm coming out, get, you know, giving LSU a number one seed in his latest bracketology <laughs> last week. Yeah. So, you know, from a fan's perspective and even from some media perspective, they probably looked at this like, oh, wow, you know, okay, you've got LSU as a number one seed right now. Surely they're not going to lose at home to a team that doesn't even have its head coach right now. Yeah, yeah I, so that so that might so that might explain why some people were just like you know while some people look at this loss as a uh, you know as a worse loss than it really is. Yeah, I mean, if, if this would happen on the road, it'd feel like it'd be a lot less you know impactful. It being at home, and I do understand that you definitely don't want to lose at home. So I understand yeah. that. And it was a total collapse. I mean, it, it was just a total it collapse. Was. Whenever it you're was. outscored 17 to two, I've tried. And you score two points over your final nine minutes. I mean, dude, that is, you know, that's a collapse. No, it's, it's, bad. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. You know, they, it does it, it. You know, that was a horrible, that was a bad game. That was a bad way to lose that game. But guess what? It's your second loss of the season. And okay. And, yeah, it's, it's your second loss game. of the season. There will be a third. There will be a fourth. There will probably be a fifth. Yes. You know, LSU's not going to win the next 13 games. Yes. So the schedule's too tough. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's so, incredibly tough. Yeah. Even teams like right. AM, you have Tech, yeah. TCU on here. Mississippi State is, is really yeah. solid this year. You have Arkansas again, Alabama, Kentucky. Look, it's going to be really difficult. And I've tried to say this again on podcasts, on any anything I write. The team's offensive talent, I mean, especially not without Xavier Pinson, the, this team's offensive talent just is they're going to have nights where they just don't yeah. score. They're going to have stretches where they just don't score. And you don't have shooters. They, if Darius days you know? is not shooting the ball. Well, no, they have no real shooting. And Brandon Murray fouled right. out. Like you could kind of just see it coming, right? That when yeah. you don't have Darius days shooting, well, you don't, you Brandon Murray fouls out. You don't have Pinson. Look who's on the court. And so, not scoring for nine minutes. Yes, sure. It's on Coach Wade. It's on players. It's on everybody. But it's going to happen a lot of times with this team because they're not – I mean, they were top five in offense last year. You know, even last year they struggled at times. But this year they they don't have Cam Thomas, Javante Smart, you know, Trenton Wofford. They have the defensive version of those guys. They have Imani Wilkinson, you know. They got defensive stalwarts here that are going to play hard every night. So – um, it's not a perfect roster. I've never claimed it to be um, defensively. I mean, in part because of injuries, but but defensively, you know what this team is going to give you every night. And also, I mean, I look at it just from a standpoint of, hey, they got their first bad loss of the year. I don't look at Auburn as a bad loss at all. They're probably going to be number one in the country by the time this comes out. 
Um, this is their first probably, I guess, bad loss of the year, even though I don't think it's a you know horrible loss, but you know, the collapse is bad. So join everybody else in the country with a bad loss. I think Auburn's probably the only team that doesn't have a quote unquote bad, bad loss. They lost to Connecticut in double overtime, but I mean, Baylor's lost two in a row at home. Texas Tech just lost to Kansas State. USC's lost two in a row. There's teams with a lot of talent that are losing games because it's college basketball. So, yep, it's college basketball. Teams are going to lose games. And look, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, the last thing I'll say about the Arkansas game will be is this is that we ask, you know, that why fans, why me, you know, some of the media took this as such a, as, as, as such a, a devastating loss. I think the team, they go into Florida, they beat Florida without Xavier Pinson. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know, they started feeling like, wow, we really are special. Now I think when they came out on Saturday against Arkansas, I think they kind of just expected that they were going to beat Arkansas and just expected it, kept expecting it throughout the game. Arkansas just kept hanging around. And then when it got to a point to where they really needed to just, okay, we got to flip the switch here. There wasn't that leader to flip the switch, you know? So I think the, I think the Tigers looked, looked a little bit past Arkansas. I think the fan, the fans and the media who were, you know, who, who were up in arms and wondering how this could have happened. were probably looking to get looking ahead of Arkansas too, for the reasons that we stated, but look, in the SEC this year, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the coach speak that you can never look past anybody because look, there's some there's some teams out there that you can absolutely look past and still win, but there's about six or seven in the SEC that you cannot take lightly on, regardless of whether you're playing them on, at their court or on your court. And you know, I think that Arkansas is one of those teams. I agree. You know, right. Arkansas is a tournament team. It's a team that's going to be, I think it's an NCAA tournament team. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see them. I think you'll see them in the big dance. And when you play teams like that, you just can't, you just can't take them lightly. I think LSU took them lightly. I think, you know, and I think those others who were kind of like looking around, like, how could this happen? We're ta- obviously taking Arkansas lightly too, for those reasons that we stated. And you want to use it as a learning experience in a perfect world. You would love for a learning experience to happen when you win by four points and you leave there saying, we really didn't play that good, but you're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year old. Yeah, kids. that's, that's what coach they don't learn like that. That, they don't learn. I can tell my son all the time, don't touch that, don't touch that. But yet, when he touches that burner and it burns him for the first time, hell, he ain't touching that again. Yeah, if he yeah. does, he's stupid. <laughs> there you go. That, that's what Will Wade said after, I think, um, what he said it first happened after the Auburn loss is when it first really clicked. And that's when, you know, it settled in for a lot of a lot of the players. It's like, okay, we actually have to do this now. So yeah. we'll see how they do moving forward. I'm excited. This has been an exciting team. It's been a very fun team. Um, they got, like I said, Alabama on Wednesday night on the road. Then they have Tennessee on the road on Saturday. So we will see how they do. We'll be back next week on Monday to talk about those games, to give our thoughts, analysis, uh, and recap those results. But until then, uh, check out our site uh, for the latest football, basketball, and basketball coverage and recruiting coverage. Uh, go twenty go two four seven dot com. Follow us on Twitter at go twenty four seven. You can follow Sunny on Twitter at Sunny Ship two four seven. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. So uh, we thank y'all for joining us. We'll talk to y'all later. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.